of it was true. Hello, hello, welcome to El Show. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> We've always wanted to do this, and now that we're actually doing it, aren't you a little nervous? I am so nervous, but I'm so excited. You know, it's always exciting to do new things, you know, pop your own cherry. Yeah. Uh, and thanks to here, uh, Tweeka Turner, for like h- having us here and, you know, uh, helping us out in this first uh eves and a persia uh show (laughs) (laughs) thank you tweeka thank you so much uh do you want to tell them about the the giveaway yeah so we're gonna give away two tickets to hornblower cruisers cruises hornblower cruises yeah you just have to be the third caller yeah we're gonna ask a question if you get it right then you know or if you're the third person it's okay uh we'll figure it out we'll be the deciders ah okay that's not a word but anyway uh we'll decide uh hopefully you'll be the third caller or say the right answer um so girl how was your pride it was amazing um we hosted we co-hosted the main stage together that was a long fun day um lots of shenanigans happened including someone becoming untucked and um then we got to do hard french winner i mean hard french los homos with sancha who may or may not be a part of this radio show later today okay she is um she uh we're gonna call her in a little bit but yeah no our pride weekend was amazing i hope everyone had a safe and fun pride because um i had a safe and a tired but fun pride um everything started uh like it does every year the thursday of pride weekend i co-host with amazing violeta from ariestar's vesti show she's uh very well known here in the bay area in the latinx community and we co-host the miss and mr safe latino and the show is about four hours long but it's amazing it has three categories the miss the miss transgender and the mister and so there are three people crowned and they reign for a whole entire year and it's amazing the outfits uh the talent show the answer the question and answer portion it's just it's a lot of work and it's amazing i i'm very honored to be doing that every year and again co-hosting the main stage on saturdays with you eve saint croissant it's Yay. amazing i know and bringing up one of my second graders oh my god she's so cute. cute and of course the cherry on top was performing with the one and only my drag daughter sanja that was uh i thought i was gonna cry but somehow the only one that didn't cry was me everyone else was crying i know i was really surprised by that too (laughs) you always cry at the drop of a hat i know but it was a very special moment um you know we've sancha and myself alongside with vane hayne and uh tyler holmes we were used to perform together uh they had a band called daddy's plastic and together with myself uh, made this song called Google Google Apps Apps and it kind of went viral and we performed together for many years I guess I don't know a lot and so um, 
for a while we were doing that but then sancha moved away to mexico to you know reconnect with her own artistic vision then uh, instead of moving back to the bay area she moved back to la so we lost a bay area gem but she is thriving in la and the and she proved it in heart french this sunday and it was very magical and amazing I want to speak a little bit about the time when you guys all, Daddy's Plastics, performed at Hard French. Was it four years ago? Five years ago? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an audience member, and it was before I even started doing drag. And I think right before you was Saturn um, performing, and I watched this show. You guys emerged from the fog, two people on each go-go boxers, two go-go boxes, and your new video premiered at that um, oh, venue. Yeah. And I was a little baby gay just watching you in awe and being like, this is what I want to do. This is the coolest thing ever. And for me to be able to go full circle and actually be called on stage when Sancha did her encore, it was such a touching moment for me. I kind of lost it afterwards because... I think, I don't know, it's just something to really come full circle from watching someone that you idolize to be able to be on that same stage and know that I've produced my own thing. So I'm just so appreciative of all of you guys. And it's because of you that I am the drag star I am today. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to get sappy with um, you. Uh, don't, don't start crying. Cause, I know. No, I, I'm not going to start crying. But yeah, no, it was really, it was a very special moment of, uh, you know, sharing a stage with my drag daughter, Sancha, and seeing what she's accomplished in the past year and all the people behind her in L.A., very special and awesome folks, you know, uh, that are really uh, sort of nerded, nourishing her talents because she's a really talented person and you know I saw it and I knew it but we had such limited resources here that once she moved to LA it's like now she's like really starting to blossom and like you know she she's she did her big performance in February for um, the Red Bull Music Festival where she opened the festival and she did her whole TV novela at her church. And I wasn't there personally, but I had a lot of friends who were and they were all live. And so it was really awesome to just go back and forth and see all the different angles of her performance, like some people in the front, some people on the side, some people in the back. And uh, just experiencing that while I was in bed, I was just crying because I was like, God darn it. Of all her performances, of all her horrible performances that I've watched, I have to miss the good one. <laughs> I had to miss the good one. But, you know, uh, Sunday made up for that moment where I felt like, darn it, I should have made an extra effort to go down there. But this Sunday, her voice sounded the best it's ever sounded ever. And I've known her for years. So, um, it just like her band was amazing. Mm -hmm. Everyone just like shined. It and was the looks. the looks, everything. Olima, you know, who does her outfits and stuff. Amazing. He does outfits for like Santi Gold and all kinds of folks. And so um, it's pretty awesome to have seen this person just blossom. And it's just a beginning too. It's like, oh my God, I can only imagine what she's going to do in the next, her next album, which I she's know. still working on. Um, 
her manager Rudy from Scum. It's an amazing party in LA. Um, the best. Uh, yes. So we both were, for, we performed there uh, for Scum. Um, they he was talking about how they have a few songs already like down and getting ready, I guess, for the new album. I'm not sure. So I guess we need to call her and figure out all the details on that because I'm interested. Everyone's interested. Um, just, you know, she really killed it. It was insane. Yeah. I just can't get over it. Literally, all of us backstage were crying at different points of the moment of the performance because we were just so touched. It's like such immense growth so should we listen to one of her songs right now i think so let's listen to one of her songs and then we'll try to contact her so she could like give us all the scoop we'll get the tea i know so i, I hope we're ready yeah just go all the way to the back the, the beginning <laughs> Yes, uh, this is one of the songs that I've been performing to. I've been lip, my lip sync has been to this song. I did it in New York, and it was amazing. Like everyone loved it, and uh, they were downloading her EP out of iTunes because you know I try to pimp my daughter out as much as possible. Cause, oh, of course. And so I've been doing this song a lot, and uh, this is one of my favorite songs. But I love all the songs, but this is my favorite. So uh, let's hear it. <laughs> Sancha. Hi, Persia. Hi, girl. Hi, Sancha. Hola, como están? It's Yves Saint Croissant. Oh, hola. Girl, how was your trip back to LA? Oh, my God. I didn't want to leave. Oh. (laughs) Did did you drive and was it crazy driving back? Yeah, we did drive and I didn't have to drive, so. 
Oh, lucky. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I didn't have to drive. They drove me down there. (laughs) I don't have a license. uh, um, mm -hmm, That's what I always say. Oh, no. Oh, dang. But yeah, we were just talking about how um, Sunday was incredible and how everyone was in tears, except for me. Well, at the end, I was crying. But uh, but no, do you want to sort of talk about your experience and like what what were you feeling before, um, you know, you you did soundcheck? What did you feel while doing soundcheck and then after soundcheck and then right before you performed, and then after. I know that's a lot, but, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, before sound check, I was getting my hair and makeup done. But, of course, um, that takes a lot longer than we always think it does. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was feeling a lot of anxiety about making it on time to my sound check. Um, And then in the lift, I felt like puking because I was so anxious. And then was seeing how it took 20 minutes for what should be like a five minute car ride, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, it's the parade. Yeah. And trying to figure out what the best path is so that we don't have to cross market at the wrong, at the wrong intersection and not get stuck, you know? Um, so yeah, so I was very anxious before the sound check. During sound check, um, it felt like everything just came together because I know um, one of my bandmates had a panic attack walking through the crowds of pride trying to get to the venue Um, and I could feel all that anxiety and us channeling it into this like sound check where everything was just perfect like a good stage really good microphones and a sound system Um, and it felt like the sound people were really like taking care of us and patient with us um well yeah i was there and i saw it and it was kind of it was kind of magical i it was just everything was coming together and i was like oh no up down and i don't know what those signs meant like with the thumbs and uh, (laughs) i was like wow this is awesome and then within minutes it was like you did the first song and it just blew everyone away it was just it really was kind of perfect. Yeah, it. We had been. We practiced both the days leading up to leaving to the bay, because I was like, we need more than one practice, y'all. Like, you all sound amazing, but we could sound more together. Um, and my bandmates have been really great in making the time. Um, but I really wanted to be like the best that we could be for this. San Francisco Pride experience, um, especially because you were going to be there and all the people I used to hang out with and that were my mentors when I was in San Francisco, party mentors. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. So um, I guess like before waiting to go on, I was so patient. I don't know how I barely moved and didn't leave the backstage area at all. Um, but just wanted to save and conserve all my energy for the stage show. So I, and I didn't want to get my hair and makeup ruined. 
Yeah, that's true. Because you wanted yeah. to go with us somewhere, and I was like, no, <laughs> it's too yeah. hot outside. You just got your hair and makeup done. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it would have been too much. And then when you were up there, um, when we started the show, I was so anxious. And um, Persia, you went up and acted as me, and I was singing behind the curtain. And was singing behind the curtain and still nervous. I like, and then people would come and say something to me while I was back there. And I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, though, that was a really funny experience for me because I had just introduced you and I did the whole ice thing where, where I wrote, um, well, I had Tyler Holmes. Uh, right ice on my back with the uh, cross sign over it and so I had just done that thing and then I introduced you and then I left and I handed you the mic but then I came out again and then you were singing and I was like lip syncing to your song and the people the audience it was hilarious the people I could like the well the few people I could see in the front were just like so confused <laughs> 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 it was so funny and I was just like trying not to laugh which is actually it really helped me because I was extremely you nervous you were so nervous I was so nervous because I was like I don't want to mess it up like this is like this is going to be an epic moment uh, I hate that word I can't believe I used it uh, but um, this is going to be an amazing moment <laughs> for Sancha and I better not mess it up and then seeing people's confused faces was amazing i just wanted to laugh and it sort of fueled me because they're like i to me that it seemed like you're not sancha you just introduced sancha like why are you out here <laughs> there was this whole moment of confusion and then it kept going and going and going <laughs> and then all of a sudden finally you come out <laughs> what was the reaction like when she came out well no it, there was a roar it was like roar! It, it was hilarious. And then I didn't know she was coming out when she came out. Mm. It was when I heard the roar. Okay. And then I turned and she was over on the side. And I was like, oh, okay, she's here. I was actually back. Because, Sancha, you said before you performed, if there's an encore, um, maybe I'll bring you guys on stage. And I was like, yes, please. Uh -huh. So I was like kind of preparing for that moment. I had to pee. And my my uh, jumpsuit zipper broke. So... <gasps> Ashley Wyndham, the whole first part of the performance, she was working on my zipper for 16 minutes. And I was like, I'm wow. not going to be able to go on there. I have, I'm like naked. Um, but she finally fixed it. And then I like, I got to catch, I could hear you from the green room, but I w I'm so glad that she was able to do it. Thank you, Ashley. Um, Thank you, Ashley. I know. I mean, she would have come out anyway, all naked. I, know. I was like, where's the jacket? I'll wrap it around my waist. It's going to be like the pride moment when she came on tuck, and then I had to cover her with my skirt as oh we God. went up oh to introduce the next act. <laughs> wow. I know. But back to Sancha's homecoming. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I guess it felt. Um, I started to get like flashbacks to all the performances me and Persia would do together or just like performing at dive bars and drag nights um, and art 
whatever things that we used to do all the time. Um, all in the Bay Area, like I got all of those feelings back while I was performing up there. It was kind of like a reset and recharge for me. Um, just because I've changed the way that I've done my performances, in a way I've transformed from like doing songs with backtracks that I make myself to like having a full band experience and then having had like a whole like theater telenovela life thing and then like for pride going and taking the musicians I did that with and showing kind of like all of my San Francisco mentors what I've been working on in the in in LA you know um so it's a big like full circle moment like I get to come back here to San Francisco and show everyone how hard I've been working to like elevate this music that isn't just music and never has been just music. It's always always been something that incorporates like people like to say performance art and I kind of hate that word because um, people use it for everything. Um, but I feel like incorporating like the theatrics of like drag in there um along with the music and also having it be like a full band and music experience no and we totally experienced that <clears throat> this sunday and the past few days people have been coming up to me and saying oh my god that was amazing like it's it's pretty i don't know it's just like walking down the street just having people like oh my god sancha was amazing i'm a, i know she's my daughter hello <laughs> I'm a, otherwise i would have like throw her my chancla well i don't know right? chanclas because i hate chanclas <laughs> hate i hate sandals but uh but you know um but yeah i was like yeah of course she i know she was gonna bring it i mean um but yeah, but so what's new? What's coming up new for you? And I know you're going to be in the Bay Area, so I want you to talk about that. Okay. Um, so my album should be coming out August 23rd. I just received all of the mixes for them, and now I need to send them to get mastered so that they sound good on the radio and your earphones, like in, in the shittiest speaker that you could find. Um, and... So I could put them on online on Spotify and Apple Music and things like that. So I'm gonna have a a release August 23rd, um, and the party is gonna be August 24th at the Getty. Ooh, um, mira la que fancy! I know, bien fancy. August 24th. Yeah, so we're trying August to go down there. Go. Remember, we were talking yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah. So we might go down there for that. So uh, put us on the list, girl. There's no list, girl. It's free. Oh, even better. You could have said, girl, you're always on my list. You did not have to say it was free. How dare you? Have I not taught you anything? I mean, I mean, you're always on my list. Uh, that's right. That's uh-huh. uh Forget what you heard earlier. This is the truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, mother. That's right. No empieces con tus cosas. Um, so yeah also the Getty that's awesome um, well I already knew that but a lot of people 
the few the people who are listening they did not know um <clears throat> so it's gonna be free at the getty that's awesome i know that brown amy one of the organizers for heart french is gonna be djing yes. as well right yes and that's She'll exciting and we're gonna be doing um a version of the telenovela not the full version but <gasps> Ooh. Um, yeah we're incorporating like choreography mm-hmm um, and of course, outfit changes. Of course, because so, it's, it's it's a must. Exactly. Something I've taught you is that's a must. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, in that same week, I'm performing at the Santa Monica Pier, and then we go to Tucson, and then we're trying to set up a show in between because we're trying to get ultimately to San Jose on September 1st which is um, the Sonido Clash Festival. Can you tell us more about that? Because that sounds so awesome. Yeah, so Sonido Clash is also, like, they put on parties in the Bay Area all the time, San Jose, the East Bay, and things like that. Um, But there's going to be a big festival of, like, brown people, brown musicians. Um, Nina Sky is one of the headlining acts. I know, I'm so excited, girl. (laughs) Yeah, along with Miss Nina, who's a different Nina. Yes. Um, and like Rudy Danda, um, let's see, Oscura Luna, a couple bands from the from LA and bands from the Bay Area. So um, it should be a good experience, and that's that's where I grew up. I grew up in Eastside San Jose, so I'm definitely inviting my mom and my dad. <laughs> Um, and it would be the first time if they do come that they would see me perform. Ooh. Oh my God. <clears throat> Are you I'm nervous? I'm getting emotional again. I know. I could see her crying <laughs> oh right my now. God. Girl, I cannot. You're turning into me. What I is know, going on? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like... so. I'm, I can just like feel this all happening for you, Sancha. And it's so. Oh my God. I can't talk anymore. I'm starting. Is there <laughs> like some like retrograde or whatever that thing's called? Something's cancer. Like, I mean, we're in cancer season right now. I know. It's your season. I know it's my season. My birthday's on Saturday. Hey. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pesia. I know. When we were um, hosting the main stage, it was packed and, uh, hundreds and hundreds of people because of Eve started singing happy birthday to me and it was so awesome I know didn't they say hi to your mom dad and sisters yeah so my parents can never make it so I always uh have them have the audience say hola to my parents and my sisters so it's pretty it's a pretty magical moment on Saturday pride Saturday but so sweet I know girl uh, so any uh, artists that you uh, are currently listening to that inspire you and uh, give us the deets on that because, you know, we need to know too. Yeah, there's uh, this band called uh, Combo Chimbita. Mm-hmm. They're from New York. They're one of my ultimate band crushes. The singer is incredible. The musicians are incredible. Um, and then... There is a band called Savila that's in Portland. That also incredible singer, incredible musician. Um, one of their players is uh, Fadi, who runs um, an all women's um, and femme magazine called She Shreds. Oh, awesome! Um, and they do like 
they do like actual print and online articles and things like that. Um, and then who else am I listening to? Always Tyler Holmes. Oh, I know. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. That's also mm-hmm. Tyler Holmes is my other drag child who's amazing. Uh, AKA yeah. Tyler Homos, <laughs> <laughs> who we also work at the Children's After School Arts Program called CASA. <laughs> so he's the uh, head teacher for fifth grade. And so uh, I always have to be careful because the other day I was just like, uh, just go talk to Tyler Homos. And the, <laughs> to, the kids. <laughs> to the kids. And the, t- and the kid's like, what? <laughs> I'm, uh, sorry, sorry, it's a long story. Tyler Homes. But you said Tyler Homos. No, just go talk to them. Go, 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 go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. See, it's like when all my my lives, like, combine. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. But but yeah, Tyler Holmes, um, he's coming up with a coming out with a new album, too, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's always working on things. Tyler is just one of those people that is always working on something doesn't let money come in between anything always finds a way to make everything happen that's Um, very true did you hear about his well we were talking well you did hear because we were talking about it but uh (laughs) uh his new uh project that just came out and he did this um adult film that was just Uh um uh shown at frameline oh and he did all the music for it um, I'm not, I don't remember, uh, the name, the title of the film, but apparently something it, camp. Pardon? it was something with camp, something with camp, but he did all the music for it. And there's talks of expanding that, um, film into a series. So hopefully cause talented people need to get paid. Yes. Absolutely. We're not exposed. We? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Right? No. No. I almost did. Okay, no. Uh, yeah, so talented, amazing folks need to be, you know, paid and, you know, let the artists grow, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any questions for us, girl? <laughs> I've got all the questions. Oh, no. I'm, I'm scared. You start with Eves first. <laughs> Um, how was your time in the Spice Queers, and how did that help your career up till now? (laughs) That's actually a really good question, because it was almost simultaneous, simultaneous between Yves Saint Croissant and the Spice Queers. We, I decided to do drag, I think, in August, like the first time I ever performed, August 2014, yeah, and then um, the Spice Queers emerged from a conversation between myself and Persia at a pool party in hard French. I didn't know Persia very well, but I definitely admired all of you from Daddy's Plastics, and um, I had found out somehow that you liked the Spice Girls, and I was uh-huh. like, why don't we start a girl group of drag queens and then Miss J flopped out of the water and I was like, you could be in it too. And then <laughs> it was gonna, It was originally supposed to be Little Miss Hot Mess, 
to be in it. And then, so all, Little Miss Hot Mess was at that pool too. And then Siobhan a Love A Lot wasn't there, but we all knew her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and Siobhan will just join us too. But um, Little Miss Hot Mess had to move to New York or like got some kind of great opportunity to go to graduate school there. And then the next person, I was just like at Powerhouse. I was like, we have a couple weeks Hard French has agreed to like let us perform and debut on their Los Homos stage and we need a fifth member. And I asked mm-hmm. Nikki Jays, but she was jumping out of a plane that day. And then right behind her was like Cyanide. And I was like, I don't know. I had just introduced myself to Cyanide and Cyanide's like, I'll do it. So yes. I think for me... It taught me so much because what a lot of people don't know is I was like orchestrating all the songs we were doing and like having all of us meet because we really didn't know each other that well, don't you think, Persia? We we kind of got to know each other through the project mm-hmm. that went on for four years. Yeah, for the most part, we kind of knew we, we knew, knew of, of each, each other, other, but we didn't know each other. And because of this project, we got really close. Yeah, and Aww. that's that is actually the essence of what I wanted. Like, it wasn't it wasn't really about me trying to. Um, become more of a name or anything. I just really admired the original message of girl power and I wanted to take all of that messaging and stuff it into a new package of queer power. And it was kind of like this manufactured group of girls that knew of each other through auditions and stuff, talking about the Spice Girls. And then we all started working together and through like Devon Devine being able to get us rehearsal spaces at Soma Arts and sometimes Mm. we would do it at my apartment and just like we got these amazing opportunities within a year of us performing we had already booked the main stage of Pride and to go through that and like literally feel like we had one something for everyone in the group and it was never it was never a cover band of the Spice Girls. It was an idea sort of um, inspired by the Spice Girls of just five to, well, we had more than five because we were, were like working drag queens and, you know, uh, sometimes we couldn't do a show. So we another one had to step in. But the, the two people that made every gig was me and you, Persia. Mm, for the most part you didn't, oh yeah oh let's not talk about let's not that talk one. about that one time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so to, to sort of put that question back into a nutshell i would not be the the person or the performer i am today without the experience of going through all, all of that with four to six of my friends that would just drop everything if they could to to work together and a lot of times we couldn't even because we're all so busy we couldn't even rehearse together so we would make youtube videos and someone would have to watch that to learn the choreography it was such a crazy way to get started but the best thing about it was that we weren't we our choreography just like the spice girls they weren't perfect but you know we brought the energy and we brought the positivity and and we had the, the chemistry and the chemistry so 
no matter what, at the end, we all knew that it was going to be fun and the audience was going to love it. And uh, it was about queer love yes. at the end of the day. Beautiful. I love seeing it on the internet. I think I was in Mexico when that started, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. You had I just think moved. I had limited internet access. And I would just like, whenever I'd sign on, I would see like just getting, like you guys getting onto bigger and bigger stages. Yeah, and we actually, um, we had a whole show, uh, Glamamore and Vivian Forevermore gave us a show for Club Something at the Stud, and I don't know if it was me or you, I think it was me, who really, really wanted to do uh, lip sync to your cover of Spice Up Your Life, because I am obsessed, as you know, and (laughs) um, we were able to open the show with that, and of course, we did the right thing and asked for permission first. Yes. And of course like, she said course yes. She can. better say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good question. Thank you, Sancha. Uh-huh. Um, okay, one for Persia. And then we'll kick you off the air. Yes. <laughs> Persia, can you tell everybody how many jobs you have? girl that's gonna take another hour we only have like 20 minutes left no okay let me tell you really quick (laughs) yes actually today i just came i try not to work with the children during the summer but i get like oh man so we do during i work at a children's after school arts program called casa i'm sure a lot of you already know because i mention it every time i'm anywhere um but during the summer we have casa camp and so today we went to the beach and if you could if you follow me on instagram it's uh at per underscore sia you can see my insta story i just came from the beach i kid you not i my feet are covered in sand and i was like with the children um i am tired because i haven't had a day off in like weeks because I not only do I work with the children, I also work at SFMOMA at the museum store. I sell jewelry. Oh, I love the jewelry there. Uh, so come say hi. I usually work on the weekends. Just ask for the drag queen that works at the uh, jewelry counter and they'll know who to appoint to. Uh, and then I also, I used to work at SF Chas, but I had to quit one of the jobs. And then uh, I were, I then I'm a drag queen and I perform at night. I do drag queen story hour with Eves. Actually, this Friday, I will be at the Oakland Museum doing Drag Queen Story Hour at 6 o'clock. So if anyone wants to come, bring your children, bring your cousins, uh, bring all the children. I will be reading to them this Friday at the Oakland Museum. Um, And what else? And I do a lot more. I just can't remember at this moment because I'm kind of dead. But (laughs) yes, I, I work a lot. Because, you know, I, I got to pay the bills. I just pay rent. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it sat out there for a drag queen. <laughs> very hard. It's very hard. No, not sad, just hard. And not the good kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. Any last words for your public, for everyone that you want to leave us with? Should we find out where to find you online? Oh, yes. Let's do that. All the oh, social yeah. medias. I'm on Instagram. Um, it's at L-E-L underscore Sancha, S-A-N-C-H-A. That's kind of what I update the most. But I do um, have a band camp where I sell shirts and my albums. And 
it's elsancha.bandcamp.com. And on Facebook, I'm uh, forward slash El Sancha. And you can find me on SoundCloud, and it's also El Sancha. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, and on iTunes, hello. Oh, yeah, I'm on iTunes, but I don't have Apple Music, so I don't really know what to search. Come <laughs> 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 on, well, just search Sancha. Yeah, uh, that's all you do. You just I'm search on Sancha. Spotify, search me. Yeah, you come up because that's how, when your album came out last year, uh, your EP came out last year. That's how I downloaded it. I just went to mm-hmm. iTunes and typed San space cha. Yes. And there you are. And here you are, right in front of us. We're. Uh, we have the laptop open and there you are. Yay. Thank you Thank so you much for, for having me. Yeah, you really enriched this conversation. Uh, yeah, we should play one more I song. I love you. I, girl, okay. Um, uh-huh. Before you leave, I know I said that already, but uh, before you leave, from this EP, what is your favorite song? My favorite? I think I like performing Capricho del Diablo the I most. I love that song, yeah. Okay, well let's let's kick you off the air. Bye, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> With yeah. your favorite song, "Loves You, Girl," Capricho okay. del Diablo. by Sancha. Please support our artist, a local artist. Well, she's local, but now she's in LA. But still support her. She's amazing. Um, again, Sancha. Thank you for um, taking our call. Also, uh, give it up to Tweeka Turner for having us take over her radio show for today. Um just a reminder, please like House of Pride Live Radio on Facebook and like, 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 and make sure your friends like, 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 too. Um, so 
I know that earlier before we had Sancha, we talked about a giveaway. Eves, would you take it away, please? Sure. We're going to give away two tickets to Hornblower Cruises for whoever is the third caller of our special question. That is two tickets to Hornblower Cruises. The phone number is 415-550-0511. So, the question is... Where can you find Sancha on Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Call in at 415-550-0511. In the meantime... Girl, what do you have coming up? Um, what do I have coming up? I kind of like I'm taking a break for a while. Um, but right now I have a sty in my eye because I fell asleep with my makeup on. Oh, girl. <laughs> so I don't think I'll be putting makeup on anytime soon. Okay, I totally lied. I have Creature. Who's heard of Creature before? That's a party I co-produce with some other folks. And um, it's a alternative kind of heavy into the darkness nightlife event and we're going to have our first creature of the year first and only at the stud on july 12th that's a friday and it's going from 10 p.m till late um please check it out is there a theme this time because i know that every every creature there's a different theme so what's the theme girl well because we're in the year uh, the part of the astrological sign of cancer of and myself, you and one other of the creature members whose birthday is actually on the day is a cancer and her name is Carrie Kohler. Uh, it's called Moonchild. So you might see some crazy crabby people and <laughs> um, just celestial alien spacey things. We always... Uh, make over our our venue into something that reflects the theme so it's an all what is the word um not all inclusive but i'm just going to use that because i can't think well of it. it is yeah. <clears throat> well unless you're under 21 then no yeah <laughs> sorry friends but we love this stud and it's our our annual um, reunion at the stud because we've been at the El Rio for the last couple of parties. So come, if you love the stud and you love Creature at the stud, come to July 12th, Creature Moonchild. Yes. Well, I have a few things to plug in. Um, So tomorrow is 4th of July and I'll be at the knockout for Bat Cave. It's like a dark gothic punk rock Latinx party that happens every month. And so uh, it's going to be really awesome. Some of my favorite DJs are going to be there. Uh, Some of my favorite performers like La Navidad. No, Vanidad. I always call her La Navidad because I, you know, I think it's because I love Christmas so much, even though I have a problem with it, but there's something about Christmas that I really enjoy and I want to celebrate it every time. So every time I see her, I think it's like Christmas, you know, because I love seeing her. <laughs> so anyway, uh, la, oop, la, na, la vanidad, <laughs> si, na, la vida, vanidad, the va- vanity is going to be there. She's an amazing performer. Uh, her hair is like, 
as tall as she is, you, you gotta see that. She's amazing. And then, of course, on Friday, I'll be um, at the Oakland Museum doing Drag Queen Story Hour at 6. So come and check it out. Bring your kitties. Um, yes. Did we get any callers? I guess not. Okay, I'm going to call out the number again. It's 415-550-0511 for two tickets to Hornblower Cruises. You just have to answer the very simple question of where do you find Sancha on Instagram? Or you can also say how beautiful we are and that can also win you the tickets. It's yeah. very simple. You just or, have to be the third caller. Yeah. So we're going to take a short musical break for now while I go to the bathroom because I have to pee really bad. <laughs> um, so, yes, let's hear something nice. And sexy. All right, Persia, this is the new song by Heather Small, the lead singer from M People, delivering you a pride anthem entitled Proud, 30 Disco, Matt Consola. Yeah. 
Hello, you're the third Hi, caller. Hello. Who's calling? Hi, Sean. It's Noel. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi. Guess who you're talking to? It's Persia. Oh, hey, Persia. Hi, how's it going? I've heard so much about you. <clears throat> so sad I've never had the opportunity to meet you in person. On uh, Sunday, we will, for sure. On Sunday? Oh, Sunday. Sunday. I'm oh. like, you're coming on Sunday? <laughs> 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 Yay, you get to win the cocktail cruises ticket. It's two tickets for Hornblower Cruises and events, and we'll be able to send those over to you. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for calling. How are you doing? Fine, very good. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Uh, just doing some uh, yard work. Oh, oh. nice. Oh. We're actually on the radio. Yeah, you're on yeah, the radio. Yeah, you're on the radio. Oh, on the air. Yeah. <laughs> on the air, yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for calling, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Yeah, we'll, we'll give you... We'll, um, do we have him stay on the line, or I could just give these to him because he's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hilarious. I'll send him over. Okay, thanks All so right. much for calling in, Dad. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Love you. Love you, too. Oh my! Oh my God! That's so cute. Did uh, you know he was gonna call? Well, I did text him. <laughs> oh, so he's been listening. Yeah, he's been listening. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I'm so lucky to have. I mean, us as queer people, it's really hard. Uh, you don't hear about a gay son dad healthy relationship ever, and I have to say that I'm. Got, I'm the luckiest kid in the world because I got the best dad in the world. He fully supports me for everything I do. And at the end of the day, all he cares about is love. That's awesome. No, that's so beautiful to hear because you also hear the opposite. And it's just nice to hear, you know, the love is there. And, you know, um, like my mom says, because my mom's in the same way. She's all like, you're my kid and I'm going to love you the way you are. Mm -hmm. Do I like some of the choices you make, especially when it comes to outfits? No. <laughs> <laughs> the shame. I know, but I still like you. I still love you. I will always love you. I will always love my children. That goes to my sisters too, because they always talk smack about me because they say that I'm my mom's favorite, but that's not true. And but yeah, no, it's really awesome to I see. I think you are. I don't know. Don't. Uh. <laughs> oh, should we close with this song? I think so because you know what? Even though Pride Month is over. Pride should be in our hearts every freaking day. And even when we're feeling low and sad and depressed, you know, it's okay to have those feelings, but know that at the end, there's people who love you and will always love you. So with this song, we leave you. And I want to say I love you all. Even the people that I might not like in the moment, I definitely love you. Uh, how about you, Sean? What do you want to say before we go? Um... I just want to say, when you can love yourself, then you can really love other people. I don't know. I was kind of texting when you asked me that question. So I know. I get off know. your phone. People, get off your phone. <laughs> what do I really want to say? I'm so thankful for having you and all these amazing artists in the Bay Area as my friend. And I'm thankful to Tweeka Turner for letting us be on her radio show today. Thank you so much. And that's it. 
Thank you. Loves you all. I can't believe this was already an hour. You better work. So yeah, people, work. (laughs) (laughs) Work to love each other and yourself. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for another episode of House of Pride Radio. We want to thank Persia and our guests, Eve St. Croissant, for taking over. This week, there will be more folks. See you next week. Take care now. Bye. good but still it's that safety thing of like you know no one can hate me more than i hate myself so screw them it doesn't matter is that really safe Um, you're rooted in hatred in that place sure uh it's just be like 
having to be responsible for all of my choices is tough to do in the moment. So I usually just, I'm acting in the moment and I think in the moment everything's fine, but then lady, late, later the little pickle dick is like, you're a fuck up. Like mm. you shouldn't have, you should think before you act. You shouldn't, you know, so, cause sometimes on stage I don't have a plan at all. Like I have no idea where I'm going to go with it. I just sort of talk mm-hmm. and try to be funny and things can get off the rails. They can go pretty wonky and then. And sometimes I, sometimes I think it's funny. Sometimes I don't even remember what I said, but you know, then the the pickle will be like, oh man, you suck. Like, why did you even do that? So I guess, yeah, usually it shows up after I'm sort of like in the moment. Like I'm like, I'm just flowing with the groove, bro. Like I'm just doing my thing and not like not being, having a rational thought pattern behind like. You're just in the flow. Right. In the flow. Just not, it's like when I'm not consciously choosing my choices i'm just like letting that all happen i'm being sort of buddhist i'm like look at me enjoy the moment of transit but later i that's the voice that's like ah you suck when you do that but then i don't really know if i do or not because i don't usually like when i'm in that sort of flow i I don't really remember everything because i'm so present that it's hard to have like a past or present voice on the actions of now so it's like me second guessing my authentic self, just doing whatever it does. Mm-hmm. That's so, and then it's like, man, you suck. But then sometimes I barely even remember. And it's, and I swear it's not that I'm drinking. It's just that sometimes if I'm in the moment, I just, I can't remember stuff. Like it's just, you're just in it. I'm just in it. It happens a lot on stage. I'm just like there. And then I'm like, Oh, what did I do? But thank goodness so much of this is recorded. So if I do decide to go back and see what a dick I am, I can, I can listen to it. <laughs> All right. So here's a question. Yeah. See if you can, and, and this doesn't have to make any sense. Yeah. When was the first time that you experienced this voice in your life? What, oh, what comes up when I offer it? Probably junior high, maybe freshman year of high school. Okay. Do you know the situation? Uh, yeah, actually. So... I, when I was in junior high, I went to this one, I went from a Christian school to a junior high, but it wasn't the junior high I was supposed to go to. It was a different one. And then the high school was a different, so Los Cerros was the junior high and it fed into this high school called Monta Vista. And then there was this one called Charlotte Wood and it fed into San Ramon wearing the jacket. Um, but I went to Los Cerros and so all my friends were going to Monta Vista and in, in junior high, I was exceptionally popular. I had lots of friends and a really great group of people. I love junior high. Junior high was awesome. Like it was Me too. I love junior high. I had so much fun. Yeah, in junior I had so high. much fun in junior high. I, I did high. so many drugs was, in junior high. I didn't do any drugs. I got arrested and I had so much fun and drugs. so many boys. Anyway, go ahead. But boys liked me, all that stuff. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. ski trips, boys liked me. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was my junior high. I was yeah. people liked me. It was different. So then I went to this other high school. My parents said, We're not driving you all the way to Monta Vista when we live across the street from San Ramon. We're not gonna do that. I was like, but all my friends, they're like, screw your friends you'll make new friends so that freshman year in in high school the very first week I was like well I'm gonna run for student council president because I was so popular at Los Cerros well little did I know that everyone at Charlotte Wood hated my guts like of course they did I came in from another school and they're like fuck you you're running for president fucking what the who the fuck thinks that that's a good idea and I was like I do I think it's great idea I'm super fun I can't wait to meet people I'm really great I'm gonna be your leader I love working like I'll do all the shitty jobs you hate whatever you know be anyways 
I don't know. Nobody, I didn't have a lot of friends at that point, but nobody said to me, what the fuck are you doing? You don't go from this other junior high where you were popular and you go into the new thing and you think that everything's going to be fine. Are you insane? Are you an insane person? Because you really didn't know. You didn't have enough information of the world as a young teenage, very, very, uh oh, what happened? I unplugged myself. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, sometimes. Very enthusiastic person. You didn't have enough information. I didn't know. Right. But my parents didn't tell me. Nobody threw me a bone on this one. Nobody told you. Maybe it would be best for you not to run for student council president your freshman year in a new school. So, (laughs) so this, so this makes sense. That Pickle Dick would show up to try to clue you in. Yeah. Hey, right? Exactly. Is that, is that sure. Yeah. Don't do weird shit, Pam, because, or don't think, uh, it's, it's the concept of being bigger than your britches or like my talent writing checks, my ego writing checks that my talent can't cash. Well, like you said, so what I hear is in, in this come up earlier, we were talking about, you know, thinking I'm so great and people don't know, which is what that comes from, right? Is, is not having a reality check on your own experience of yourself versus the social situation that you're in. Right. And what's that reality check? I don't know. I've right. never been able to figure so it out. Right. So I just have to ask. So, uh, what happened in the election? It was awful. The oh, guy, so this guy named Max got up on stage and said, like, basically, who the fuck is this? And what I wrote this great speech, and I was like, hey, I know I, know, I, know I come from another school, and I just, I really want to work hard. I've always wanted to be in student government. This is like a, a thing that I've, I've wanted, and I feel like I can really, like, help you guys out, and especially coming with a different perspective. Like, oh, I, and I was, I wrote this great speech, and, like, nobody clapped, and then this guy, <gasps> Max, got up, and he was like, basically, who the fuck does she think she is? You're going to vote for this this person you don't even know who Aww. says things. Oh, is she a smarty pants. What the, who the fuck is this bitch? And he didn't say, and then everybody like screamed and clapped for him and were like, Max, 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 Max. And of course he didn't do anything and he got elected president and he was a fucking pile of dog shit that didn't do anything for anybody and just kind of sat there like the king of nothing. I mean, I should have run for treasurer or secretary right. or but you didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. So hold on a second. Yeah. So that Max guy was a dick. Okay. <laughs> so we have this girl. So if you think about that girl and when the pickle that comes to her, where is she when, when she first hears this voice? Uh, I mean, it was probably like stage. Yeah, probably. She? I remember the way that stage looked too. Like it was, it was where also we, it was like where the dances were, this stupid auditorium, this big, it's where we play basketball. Okay. Yeah. So it feels like after those speeches, she's just, I feel so bad for that girl. So yeah, it was, it if was you think about that girl, if you, if you really like tap into her, where is she? What's she doing? Up hiding in the bathroom. Ugh. Like oh. so embarrassed. Oh, so so embarrassed. like just mortified that I, okay. I just didn't. Know. Of course you didn't. Know. So <laughs> how old is she? Is she 13? 14, 13, 14, 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Pam, we're going to go to this girl in the bathroom. Here we are. Our best adult selves with all the work and all the compassion we have. We're going to go in the bathroom with that girl. Oh my God. My heart is broken for her. <laughs> I can just feel her. Oh, those poor things. She's devastated. Oh, and she has to stay at the school. Now. I have to stay at the school. now. Oh. And I, the thing is, if I would have gone to San or to Monta Vista, I would have won. You know, I would have been the president. We got to be with what they it, loved yes, you me. They, you they, all my friends would have been like, yeah, we love Pam. Okay. 
So, so bring, bring your awareness to this girl in the bathroom. This is your best adult self. And we want to make ourselves known to her. And we want to tell her that we're here to help her. And this was a terrible thing that happened. And it really wasn't her fault. She really, really didn't know. And we want to bring her into present time where she can have healthier and more nourishing and supportive ways to manage herself socially and with her own enthusiasm in the world. Yeah. How do you feel about that girl? Well, I, you know, I thought she was, I thought she was pretty together. I mean, she is in a lot of ways. Pretty together, but it's just unfortunate that like the relationship to reality was so skewed. Like she didn't know. She did I, not nobody, have the information. But I think that maybe even if people told me, I wouldn't have been able to hear it then. Okay. Because she might not have. I, I, she might not yeah, have been able to was, hear it. Okay. So that's was, that's okay. I mean, we all have our deficits. She's, but it's it really feels to me like it's rooted in enthusiasm, and joy of living, and wanting to use all. She's got all this life energy. I can feel she's like super enthusiastic, and her balloon just got totally smashed. I also thought though that it would be a good way to meet people right like i thought oh student council it's a good way to meet people even running that's they could get to know who i am they could see like i haven't ever met any of these people before i'm not part of this school i have a lot to offer it was like look here's me here's what i do and they were like fuck you right Coming so, from another me, school and from the Richie Pants school. Right. So it was like. Okay. So this girl is going to watch what we're going to do now. I want her. She's going to watch. What, does she know that you're her adult self? If you, if you Sure. Can? Okay. Yeah. Good. I think All I'm right, wearing good. the jacket. You got the jacket on. Okay. <laughs> so. So we're going to just know that she's watching what happens. So it makes a lot of sense how this got taken on. Right. Does that make a lot of sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like that's pretty. Well, I wish that. And this is another problem. I have a lot of anger issues. I mean, I wanted to smack that guy Max in the face. Like he basically did that to me in front of people. He just demeaned me and made it obvious that I was not cool in front of everyone. Terrible. And, and he totally I, disempowered you. And I got no opportunity to kick him in the balls. Like, right. And if I did, then I'd be known as the crazy person that kicks people in the balls, right. which I sort of had, a, a, but that was a reputation I already overcame. So I didn't, I didn't, not the ball kicking. I did throw a brick through a window. <laughs> I threw a brick through a window when I was in second, third grade and I, everyone was scared of me. Anarchy! And it, worked, anyway. it, was, it was good, but I didn't get to like. I mean, this is the funny thing is I actually saw that guy as an adult here after I moved to the city. I was in my early 30s. I was I'd just gotten into graduate school. I was probably 33 years old, maybe 34. And funny enough, I was wearing this jacket and it was this guy, Max and Todd Benatar and Randy Wynn, of all people, who's a baseball player who went to right. high school with me. Right. And I saw them on the corner of 19th and Folsom. And I was out in front of the bar. I hung out at a lot, the homestead. And they saw me and they were like. Pam Benjamin and I was like Todd Benatar Max the asshole and Randy Wynn nice to see you congratulations on being a famous baseball player and I talked to them and some people came out and I introduced them as like these are guys I went to high school with and it was sort of a redemption because all these people were sort of saying kind of how cool I am or whatever to these guys who thought for years that I was not cool so I sort of had this sort of like redemption moment of as an adult to be like 
yeah, I'm fucking cool now, guys. I hang out at this bar. I live in San Francisco. I'm a badass. Like, so that was kind of a, but yeah, I mean, so I got a little bit of retribution, but, and I, I, I'll never forget the way I'll, I know exactly what that guy looks like still as an adult. Okay. That's a resentment. We'll talk about okay, that in another resentment, show. Different stuff. <laughs> he okay. deserves it though. Okay. So we're going to go back to the pickle. Little, yeah, so the we pickle. go back to the pickle. So the pickle's here and, and we can really understand now what the pickle's purpose is, right? The purpose of the pickle is to protect you. From not understanding what reality is. From not understanding what reality is, right? Trying to clean it up, trying trying to help you out, but it does it in this really negative kind of shaming, blaming, yeah, guilt post post uh, post production way. That's not super helpful. Okay, so we're gonna ask the pickle a couple questions. So the first question is, what if we're gonna ask the pickle this question? What do you want? Uh, what does the, the pickle the want? Pickle, Doesn't have to make any sense. Yeah, the the. The pickle wants me to not have a false sense of bravado. Okay. The pickle doesn't. The pickle doesn't want me to embarrass myself by thinking that I'm more than I am. Okay. Okay. So the pickle doesn't want you to embarrass yourself by thinking you more than you are. What does the pickle need for itself? What is the pickle's deepest need? If it has its own agenda, what? does the pickle really really need its deepest need uh if it was going to be fulfilled it wants people to think that it's that it's uh no because it negates all the good decisions or it just says that the any decision is bad that's the thing it doesn't matter if it was a good or bad choice it's just like all your choices are wrong the pickle thinks all my choices are wrong no matter what the choices are so this isn't a thought what does the pickle need What's its motivation? What's its What's it looking for, uh, for itself? The pickle needs me to feel bad about my choices. It, it makes what the does it get happy. out of that? Uh, the knowledge that it's doing something, that it's helping me. Okay. Even though it's but it kind of feeds off that negativity. Definitely. Right? Okay. Yeah. So that's its food. It never. It, it, the pickle never says like you did a good job. Like right. yes, you not thinking and making choices in the in an. A conscious but not subconscious but not unconscious like I'm there but just not a, like a super in a non-planned yeah sort of execution way when I'm just being it doesn't like that all the choices when I'm right. being well you just said wrong. It, it 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 likes it when I'm when I'm feeling bad right okay so that is the mark of negative energy interference that it feeds on suffering we get back to the Monsters, Inc. thing, sure. right? It fe- yeah. Can you see that? Yes. Like, it yeah. actually it generates the food that makes it feel good. And sure. when you're good, it what ha- if you're great, what happens to pickle? It, it tells me that I suck. It tells me if I'm doing great, it tells me don't that you are too big for your britches now. Okay. It says, even if things are great, it goes, you're not great. Don't do that. Don't think that you're, don't think that you did well. Like... I mean, it was hard last week. I mean, I was pretty in Arkansas. Everyone thought I was pretty and I came back home and I, and then I got, I got knocked down last Thursday and the pickle was like, see, see, you get all excited about stuff and you think things are good. And guess what? Mm -mm." Okay. So if we get back to this idea of fear and joy, Mm. so it doesn't want you in the joy box. No, no. Right. No. It doesn't want you in. And I'm going to tell you, joy is a tremendous source of power. Joy is a tremendous source of power that has only productive and constructive consequences. 
I'm just I'm just gonna tell you that, right. right? And and so and if you are in joy, then pickle gets no food. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So just to notice that that's a hallmark of a negative energy is that it creates negativity and that's its purpose. Under the guise of being protective. Um so so the question again is so if pickle needs suffering, what does pickle really need under the suffering? What does pickle really, really need? If pickle was gonna come to its own it, well, pickle Evolution. wants me to pickle wants me to not do anything. It wants me to like stay at home in the safety of my house with my cat and my wonderful boyfriend and be like, this is enough. You don't. Why do you think that you need stage time? Why do you think that you need all this performance? Why do you think that you need? So pickle just needs more suffering. Pick. Yeah. Pickle wants more suffering. But what is what does pickle get out of the suffering? Does pickle uh, just need a place to live? I don't know. And something to do? But he thinks he's helping me. I think that Pickle feeds off suffering, but he's also like, just stop doing things because then you won't do embarrassing shit. Like, if you do nothing, then nothing will be embarrassing or weird. So he's actually pushing you to anti-life because... Sure. To do less. To do less. Yeah, he's, he's pushing you to devolve sure. rather than evolve. Again, a hallmark of, of negative energy. Right. Okay. So... Again, the question... So I'm going to ask you to do a funny thing. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, if our listeners can't see this, but I'm going to ask you to... So where is Pickle? If Pickle was here in the room, where is Pickle? Oh, he's like standing on the board. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to see... We're going to move Pickle over here. Okay. I'm going to move Pickle here. We're going to pull Pickle over over here. He's going to stand on this. Okay. Move him over here. Okay. Okay. I want you to stand up, and I want you to step into Pickle's energy and bring the mic with you. Oh, my goodness. Step Step into Pickle's energy. I want you to see... If you can, so you might even want to grab it. Okay, grabbing the grab the pickle. Get into the pickle. I want you to really feel like the pickle is like you become the pickle. Okay. How does it feel to be the pickle energy? What is it like if you pickle? You might even want to take on the shape of the pickle. What is it like to be pickle energy? It's like uh, it's like I'm my own mom, sort of telling like disappointment it's a constant disappointment pickles never happy with my choices he's always disappointed no matter what choice i make the pickle says that is the wrong choice why would you do that you're so stupid like why would you choose that why would you you know and then why look look at you Okay, sitting so on the bus like you're on the you're on the bus now what you can't afford a car what's wrong with you so this resonates with <laughs> with with mom energy so you were sure. even more right to pick this up yeah. right okay so the question is if you're pickle what is your deepest need that would bring you into peace and joy what does pickle need if you so if you were going to finish this what's the opposite of disappointment though that's like fulfillment fulfillment uh it's, I just think pickle really likes it when I'm disappointed with myself. Yes, it does. But it's if like, we get like so pickle needs to be vulnerable. If you were going to finish this sentence, what I really need is if you were pickle, finish that sentence. What I really need. What is, I really need. Uh, oh, that's 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 so hard. What is he? What is he? What is what it? Does pickle really need? Uh, most vulnerable need. To. Uh, to be a pre, to be respected to be respected to pickle be respected. really needs to be respected yeah okay awesome so pickle. step out of that and oh, wait there's one more question oh, how will pickle feel if he's respected 
pickle well, was respected uh, how would pickle feel that's so hard because uh the pickle doesn't necessarily know what that feeling is like and we're gonna imagine if pickle if pickle really was respected pickle would feel i would feel i i would feel i mean i would try to feel joy about it but it's like the thing that's so hard is that thinking thinking that it's like it's that it's that opposite of humility it's like if i embrace fulfillment then i'm then i lose concept of reality again because okay, so that's the fear right the that's fe- the fear right. okay but if but if what well, we're talking again we're talking not an ego fulfillment we're talking about actually soul level fulfillment which is different which isn't about ego gratification it's not about pride we don't have to be afraid of it it's, it's this is the joy basket that most of us don't even get to step into right okay so so how would pickle feel we imagine how pickle would feel if there was respect I mean, uh, the thing is, I don't think that Pickle would even know how to deal with Doesn't that have to know. Okay. emotion because it's... So you said joy. You said joy. joy. We'll just leave okay, it at that. We'll okay, joy. so now I wonder if you can sense or imagine that your body dissolves and we're going to offer and the body becomes a nectar or an elixir that is the quality of joy and respect that's exactly what pickle really needs Mm. so you're gonna your body's gonna dissolve you're gonna an energetic form and becomes a nectar or an elixir that's exactly the respect and the joy that pickle really needs and pickle can receive so this nectar what color is it does it have a color or texture oh boy maybe orange orange okay is it thin thick uh thin actually because thick is gooey and gross okay it's easy to drink okay it's good good like like wake up in the middle of the night super thirsty like all right so we're gonna fulfill pickle's deepest need and Mm -hmm. so pickle can take up this nectar of joy and respect whether he absorbs it through the covering of his body whether he drinks it eats it it pours over him. He soaks in it like brine. Like what happened? <laughs> how does how does pickle receive what he really needs? Well, I, I think it's going to be have to be a submersion thing. Like because okay. okay. I don't think the pickle's going to drink willingly okay. of the joy. So let's submerse. The, so we're going to submerse pickle. Yeah. In in the jar. Respect. Yeah. And joy. And there's an unlimited supply. Ooh. And he can receive to his complete satisfaction really allowing himself to receive exactly what he authentically needs submersed in joy and respect an infinite supply being able to receive till he's completely satisfied satiated and just track what happens to pickle as he receives that which he authentically needs respect and joy and what happens to pickle what do you notice uh well he's uh sort of uh become the the vessel that was soaked in is now like it's now he's not like a little like trapped inside of it but sort of becomes the outside of it Mm -hmm. uh in a in a shape that isn't so like bumpy and gross Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and so, yeah, like sort of like plumping up and so overtakes the jar. So like now he's like a little like uh, he's like a little jigglypuff, kind of like a little Pokemon guy that's like kind of squishy and like, oh, things are OK. OK, so we're going to continue to feed, continue even even if it, it until this complete satisfaction, as much respect and joy as can be taken in to his complete satisfaction. So it may change form. He may actually be drinking or eating now. The 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 dunk tank may get bigger. Yeah, or, yeah. So that so that there's really we really want to fill this need completely. He's like a blimp now though. He's so big. He's That's like fine. I can't this much. Can I can I keep drinking? I can't. Yes, he can. It. He can continue. There is an infinite supply of respect and joy. And so what this keeps track, what happens? Yeah, what? he's like in the sky now, he's all big, he's like a blimp. He's like, This is crazy. Look and, at the view. And so, <laughs> and he, is he continuing? Does he need more? Because there's plenty. There's plenty. He can continue. There was an infinite supply. Well, I think that he's going to cut himself off because he doesn't want to become like this huge, like spaceship size. He can vehicle. become spaceship size if he wants. He can, let's just keep track of it as much as he needs. There is an infinite supply of respect and joy. We're tapping into principles we're tapping into a field of energy that has an infinite supply of respect and joy there is no limit to respect and joy and he is tapped into it yeah feet. he's like this is this still i can still suck off this this is crazy so he can like doesn't keep, even believe that he the, can yeah an infinite supply infinite to his complete satisfaction so what's happening just tell us what's happening now uh it's uh he's in the sky, kind of like a big balloon tether sort of thing where I'm like, kind of hold on. I'm like, no, dude, that's cool. I won't let you go. You're not going to fly away. Okay. It's fine. And so let me know when he's satisfied, when he has taken I think him. I think he's pretty good. Okay. So the question is, is, is he an ally or a helper for you? Or is this an energy that you no longer need that now has been healed that can move on? to the place of its own next evolution. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, well, can I let go of the string and you have can. it float away? That's, you can. I, I mean, oof. You can. That's like, that's like a big, that's like a big thing to say. So you want to ask him, are you my helper now or do you need to move on to the next place for yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's been very helpful. Okay. So is there anything you want to say to him before you let him go? Ah. <sighs> Hey, dude, don't don't mess with other people. Don't fly up there in space and and uh, mess with anybody else. It's uh, well, he's different now, though, right? I sure, yeah. Well, it's completely different shape, and mm -hmm. and uh, how's he feeling? Pretty good. Like um, like that, he can figure out sort of a motor and go in a direction. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but not definitely not weighing me down anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, do you want to let go of the string? Sure. Okay, so let it go. Let's track him as he moves to the place of his own next evolution. Yeah, he's got a little motor. He's like putting along in the sky, like, bye, later. Okay. And so now we want to ask for an ally or a helper to appear to replace him. Oh. That's helpful and constructive and nourishing and supportive. 
that can help you move through the world socially and support your own highest good in this humble perspective of knowing what reality is. Oh, so what appears? Oh, well, I certainly like cat, cats a lot, so that's kind of like an image that okay. works with and me. What color cat? Uh, like an orange stripy cat. Mm-hmm. And what's orange stripy cat's personality like? Oh, he's a he's a nice guy. He's uh like big and fluffy and chill and just like mm-hmm. nice kitty. Did he have a gender? Uh, I, I like boy cats you better than girl cat? cats. Okay. Girl cats are a little catty. <laughs> and so, um, and how will he help you? Um, I think uh, his big fuzziness uh, will help me by just sitting with me with my decisions as opposed to... Um, chastising them or being disappointed in them because like I don't know cats don't get real disappointed mm-hmm. I, so they're like you know he'll, he'll be like and cats can't talk mm-hmm. so <laughs> so I think they'll be, uh, be a much more um, like life affirming just being there kind just of being. thing cats are good at just to, being right as opposed to telling me that my um decisions suck right but saying like that was a decision (laughs) (laughs) how the cat way to do it how will cat protect you um uh by i don't know giving me something to focus on that's not within myself and mean like as uh, uh, giving me something to focus on outside of myself mm-hmm. uh, rather than like internally destroying or being disappointed in, in decisions or choices I've made. Right. Cats don't eat their own right. tail. Right. Right. Okay. Well, they do when they're kittens, but they don't actually eat it. They just chase it. They chase it. Chase it. Right. Sure. Okay. And can cat make a vow or a promise to you? Sure. What would that be? Uh, I'm not gonna let you say bad shit about yourself because mm. you feed me and you're nice mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it's okay. You don't have to judge. You don't have to judge yourself so harshly. Right. How does cat feel about you? Oh, cat loves me. Mm. Cat's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about cat? Oh, I love cat. Awesome. Awesome. And how can you connect with cat? How can you connect with this energy when you need it? Um, I think it would be like an internal, like just sitting and thinking and like, not like physically petting, but sort of in my head, like being like, all right, you know, th- there you, you made a decision that you might not be super happy with, but you don't have to shame yourself. We can look at what mm-hmm. happened in the moment mm-hmm. and see like, you know, what is it? Did I really make, did I really do something dumb? Nah, maybe it wasn't so bad or you know what no one was really watching no one was paying attention i think that's another thing that cat can let me in on is like perspective right perspective Mm -hmm. that not everybody's paying attention all the time i don't and of course they're not who would be paying attention to me all the time that's insane like interesting because cats cats do pay attention 
Cats notice all kinds of stuff. Mm. They notice detail stuff too. Sure. So does that is that one of cats' attributes? The sure, kind of noticing? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So cat actually has more eyes than you do. Like to be able to really notice all the details and be able to share those with you. Yeah. To give you that perspective. Awesome. Okay. So I wonder if you can imagine that cat is pouring his energy into you. It might come out of his eyes or his throat or his heart or his paws or the top of his head and that you can receive that energy of awareness and love and balanced perspective and that chill just being present and really receiving that into your body. And it might come in the form. Is, is there a color? I think it's a, I think it's a kitty high five. Okay. Yeah. So I really want you to take that into your body um, <clears throat> and particularly into your head and all the places where, um, where the little pickle dick used to live. Right. So really see if you can like breathe that energy of the cat into your body, particularly into your head, the right side of your head, breathing it in down into your shoulders and arms, and chest and belly and into your legs all the way down to the soles of your feet and the tips of your fingers and the crown of your head, just really receiving the energy of this new internal helper, replacing this really old configuration, this old habit, this old pattern that was trying to help you navigate social situations, but in a really shameful, bad way. And, and this is now that that's been transformed and released and that and now you're taking on a much more mature healthy appropriate loving balanced way of assessing yourself in social situations so really receiving that physically and mentally emotionally spiritually energetically professionally creatively relationally all it goes into all of the different systems and the way that you relate familially all your different systems and that perhaps you can even hug cat into your body oh hey i love i love cats and cat actually just kind of like <laughs> melts into your body yeah. and see where cat would reside in your body if you kind of like really brought cat into your body really ingesting infusing i would say almost like a like a uh, like a jacket because i don't want to take the cat and turn him into a jacket but like um that you can sort of that he's like draped around my shoulders and i can like wear the wear the cat okay and people people like cats they do so if you feel (laughs) if you feel that like where is cat like on like his like head is and paws are draped across one side and his little butt and tail and around the on the side. other side and he's sort of like just draped on there like a like awesome. a kitty stole okay great. like a stole and how does it feel to have him there he's not it's nice he's a comforting little buddy okay so now i want to bring our awareness back to this girl in the bathroom mm. in 1985 1985 i Whenever think 88, 88 but 88. close enough yeah. okay and she's been watching and how does she feel about the cat? Well, I mean, she loves cats because right. cats are great. And that's <laughs> like, cool. You got a cool cat. How does she feel about you? Um, 
I think, I mean, she's, I mean, I hope she wouldn't be disappointed. I have a joke about wearing my cheerleading jacket that um, it just reminds me what a disappointment I am to my parents because I had so much promise. Mm. Um, <laughs> but she'd probably be like, oh, varsity cheer. Oh my God, we make it on the cheer squad? No way. Yeah. And you run a radio show and a radio right, station. Right, 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 right. She'd probably think all that stuff is pretty cool. But okay. it's because the way she was raised, she'd be like, um, so like, where is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? And where is the money? Like, are you, I was, I mean, are you, she was very, um, uh, what's it called uh, when you're materialistic? So show her your life today. Show her your life today and see what she thinks. Well, she thinks that I live pretty cool for junior higher if I wasn't an adult. Well, if you show her, if you show yeah, her your like, life. This is great. But show her your boyfriend and where you live and you're in the mission in San Francisco. Very cool. Yeah, no, she'd think it was cool, but she'd probably be like, I thought we were going to have a five-bedroom house. What do you want to tell her? Like, that stuff doesn't you matter. You did that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. We, Does she know yeah. you did that? I don't know. We could talk you about it. You got to tell her. Yeah. Tell her. Show her. You yeah. did that. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. But, and, and I think that she probably knows too that like, you know, we live in a big house, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're these incredibly happy people or right. whatever. So. So if, is she interested in coming and being with you in your life today? Uh, probably. Cause it's a pretty fun time. I mean, I definitely would be like, you're not old enough to drink, but <laughs> she, she was such a Christian at that time. She wasn't into that stuff anyway. And what are, what are her gifts and talents? What, what's the life energy she holds? Um, I think at that point, uh, she's a, she was a good little, good little ballerina. Um, was really kind of excelling at that. Um, and she likes to read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And there's some theater stuff happening. There was some some acting stuff back then. So, like you know, real creative per- performance based stuff. And how would it be to add her life energy into your life energy today? Um, I don't know how helpful it would be because the motivations from that time were so Jesus centric that I don't know if her like insight would be well so we are actually on this level when we add life energy it's kind of stripped of personality construct it's really at its essence like the essence of her i feel a lot of enthusiasm from her and a lot of creativity from her definitely yeah um and so is she interested in being with you in your life today um I don't know. I think Can we ask that, her? Yeah, I just ask think her. that she uh, thought that I would be more famous by now <laughs> but or, so, or famous in general, but that's not like a construct. I think that's going to... So that's a conversation to have, though. Yeah. If there's a, you know, so there's a part of yourself that still has some old ideas, yeah, right? That might need to be let go of to really come fully present into your life. Yeah, she's like... Like the only, I think it's that when, when you're, and it's famous is the wrong word, but it's a lot of people listening or experiencing your art. And so that is sort of the. You're doing that. Well, yeah. You live that. Do you see that you live that? Not on the grand scale of, you know, I'm not a YouTube star. Like (laughs) not on the grand scale, but do you live that? Lots of people. Lots yeah. of people experience your art. 
every yeah, week. True. Whether they want to or not. I guess, no, they have to tune in. They, they have, have to, to seek tune it out. In. They can't. They not. do. It's not like I'm, although comedy in bars is oftentimes thrust upon a, an, an unwitting audience. They didn't sign up for it. Yeah, but way. you got five shows a week, girl. This, yeah, that's true. That's right? True. Right? Yeah. And you have a yeah. listener base. Like yes, there is that's like. True. That's true. Right. That's there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she'd probably be pretty. She'd be like, yeah, that's fine. And the numbers, I mean, she'd be like, those are big numbers. But I'd be like, you're, you're in high school, you know, come on. All right. Well, let's do it. Do so call her into the room right now. Oh. Get her out of that terrible bathroom. She doesn't yeah. need to live there. That was an awful time that happened. That's done. Terrible that happened time. a long time ago. And call yeah. her. And if she was going to be in, in the studio with us right now, where yeah. would she be? Uh, probably bouncing off the walls, sitting down. I don't know. Yeah. Talking to Jesus in the corner. <laughs> so, okay. so you got sparkled Jesus. No way. <laughs> so, so this is an ongoing conversation yeah, yeah. with this part of yourself and, and the idea of, um, your own success and owning who you are today fully, um, versus these older ideas about success that were given to you. Right. And, and are you a disappointment or are you in fulfillment right yeah that so that well that's... and i i want to think that i that my life is good and i'm in fulfillment but every but the pickle's gone so i don't have to have that voice anymore but it's hard because it's like i think i like to believe that what i have is enough but somehow i still don't believe that what i have is enough like but it's like that can't I just be it's like come on can't you just be happy with what you have like <laughs> what do you need you need more <laughs> I gotta say I gotta say with the addition this is where it's interesting when we when we look at parts of ourselves that we get kind of cut off from which is kind of what happened with her a yeah. little bit like there's some trauma and and her ambition got really stomped on to re uh, to retrieve that ambition right that's kind of authentic to who you are that desire to make the world a better place that desire to do work like I want to do a lot of work you know it's interesting because there is I think there's healthy ambition I think that oh. we do kind of have optimal life purpose and and I would wonder like this conversation if you're having if with the retrieval of this energy into yourself if there isn't going to be a push to maybe do something a little bit different mm. that may be even more fulfilling than what you're doing now. I don't know, but I'm, I'm curious about that. Well, we'll see what happens this year with the festival. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. I'm curious about that for you. Cause our, cause the, I believe the desires that we have are there to move us forward to our own soul's fulfillment. Mm. Um, and so whenever anybody says, well, shouldn't I be happy with what I have? Yes. In the moment, yes. It's, you know, happiness is about wanting what we have. Right. Um, but want, there's nothing wrong with wanting more and to query what it is, what the real one is and, and how do I fulfill that? Sure. That's the joy bucket. Right. Um, yeah, positive, am positive ambition, and it may not be a fi you know the the five bedroom house and sparkly Jesus like those are those, <laughs> those are exterior I, things. Well, I already did that though, and it wasn't you did feeling, it, so it's fun. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, um, so we'll have to check in. Right, but see what we if the pickle is truly gone with the pickle voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes there's habit energy, and we'll like want to do it. What I encourage you to do though is to think about the cat. Right. 
and to practice a lot of times the, the voice is just gone sure because what we've done i mean it's interesting that it's a pickle is the thing i love about this particular process and this is a derivative of that feedy demons that i was sure. talking about is that a lot of times in western psychology western spiritual practice it's very masculine where we like revenge on things or kill them or kick them in the balls or cut yeah, them off yeah. right and and this is about looking at the deepest need and fulfilling the deepest need sure from a place of compassion and when we do that it actually is transformative and transformation is different than killing something or cutting it off right transformation actually changes things it takes garbage and it makes it into compost and once garbage becomes compost it doesn't become garbage again right 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 yeah sure it feeds it's like a cucumber once a cucumber becomes a pickle it can never become a cucumber again right so that transformative process which is really what jesus taught i mean it all great spiritual masters teach um that the energy of compassion it's how gandhi freed india from uh, yeah England. really yeah it is right it's how martin luther king turned the civil rights movement around from being in a place of strong compassion it changes things sure um i derailed your phone call though today it's totally fine. I, you know, I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping we could do, I was hoping we could do this. Yeah, uh, no, that was great. I mean, the, the little, I mean, it's, it's good to recognize like the places in my life where things went wonky and be like, look at that and recognize it and say, you know, that has created patterns in my life, which aren't, which aren't necessarily helping me. Not because none of this stuff none of this stuff helps me like all the the negative self-talk like that doesn't just it doesn't, it doesn't help, help me forward at all no it doesn't help us i right. mean and it's irrational it's like but it's so it, it it's such a patterned thing now where and it, you and i sit on the sit there on the bus and i go kick myself god i'm so stupid but it doesn't that doesn't it doesn't need to be like that it can no. I, I don't have to have the negative it could say i can look at it without the judgment with the cat, like the cat and I can sit down and look at it and be like, all right, that's what happened. And how is As, that different? How are they different? It, Cause it's just, it's, it's not pickle like negatively jumps on every choice, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's a positive choice still, Oh God, you said that to that person. That's terrible. Or you like, I sent out for one, ex one example, I, I got excited about the concept of the that school thing the other day and turning and I sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of different schools and then after pickle was like you're an idiot like why did you do that why would you send that out you're just making yourself look stupid Pam's talking about starting a program to train comedians right in a, in a college based thing like right. CCSF or what have you right and uh which I think is a fabulous idea. Yeah, I think it would comedy be comedy college. Yeah, but there I mean there it'd just be a comedy college that would be free and at a college level as opposed to like the one that's downtown where they make you pay lots of money. Right. But to to sort of elevate the art so that people actually see it as an art as opposed to like people standing on stage with a microphone because of the hubris of their ego that thinks that they can entertain people with a microphone. Oh my god. But so that's the same voice that's like, how did and the pickle would say all the time, how you, you think you're 44 years old now you've been doing comedy for seven and a half years. You really, you really think that anybody's listening. You really think that this is a good thing. And I'm like sitting there going, Hey pickle, actually I'm not terrible about at this. Like 
I don't suck at it. So I don't know why the pickle is constantly telling me that I suck because I, I really don't, I don't think I'm, people laugh at my jokes. They at least listen. So again, we get back, if we get back to this idea that there's two buckets that we can drink from, right. we can drink from the bucket of fear and negativity. We can drink from the bucket of joy and fulfillment and fear and negativity also includes anger and outrage and yeah. judgment and all that, all that negativity. And, you know, I mean, we look at it every day in the choices we make with the media that we consume, sure. with the choices in the kind of conversations that we have. And it's, ve- you know, we all have, po- we all have both of those within us. We all sure. have fear and judgment and criticism and anger and rage and resentment and self-righteousness. And we all also have joy and fulfillment and love and compassion and selflessness and generosity, right? So which one, and, you know, the negative is a little bit more edgy. Well, it's easier too. It's easier. It's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It is because it's de- It's it's actually about not taking risks. It's about ego gratification. It's about being invulnerable, and um, and putting other people down so we elevate ourselves. It's 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 about the attempt is to feel better instantly, whereas the bucket of generosity, compassion, fulfillment, love is about being vulnerable right. it's about taking risks it's about growing outside it's about being constructive and creative and moving into the unknown sure it really is i mean this is about the the fear is about being in the known right and the joy is about being in the unknown it's right. much more adventurous it actually <laughs> takes uh, you know for me it's the hard and scary thing and i just want to say pam you know if you didn't do what you do and all the work and dedication that you have, I wouldn't be able to be here. And this is really, this is huge. This is me stepping outside my comfort zone to do this and to expand my work and to look at different ways to bring my work into the world. I'm so grateful for you. I've actually never seen you do a comedy act, which is like my shame (laughs) at this point. I have not seen it. I mean, I get to, I get to laugh with you every week, but, um, you know, you don't know how many people you impact in a positive way that's by nice. what you do that maybe has nothing to do with comedy. Well, and I have to, that's what I've been trying to remind myself lately is that when um, I sit there and go, oh, you know, you're pickles, like you're a shitty comedian and what do you think you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And, and whatever my quote unquote place in the San Francisco comedy stratosphere is, a lot of that doesn't matter at all because mutiny radio has nothing to do with comedy. Like, I mean, it does, obviously it has something to do with comedy. There's a lot of comedy here, but me as a comic and mutiny radio as an entity don't have to be synonymous. Right. Exactly. They're not, no, they aren't synonymous because my experience of you and of mutiny, I mean, you're the manager of the station who comes and helps me and hangs out and we have great conversations and you're helping me learn how to do this thing that I have no idea how to do. Well, you know how to do it now. I know how to do it now, (laughs) but, but you know, I mean, you're a great teacher and you create this great and loving, really open, fun environment. And and really have provided an opportunity. And so I'm just going to say... That's the cat stuff I have to focus on because the the comedy stuff is like... It's where the pickle is because you, it's, you're getting a microphone and you're screaming into the void. You're constantly screaming into the universe saying like, I exist, I exist. Like that's all stand-up comedy is. <laughs> it's like standing up on stage <laughs> with a microphone like screaming, I exist to the universe. I'm real, I exist, I'm here. That's like, and there's so many people that do it. And why do we feel the need to stand up in front of people that we either know or don't know and 
say, here's who I am. I exist. I'm unique. Why? I'm funny. Why? Because because the ultimate reality is that we are all connected. We are all expressions of the deeper consciousness that is underlies everything of yeah. the one but we you know when we get legs and we're walking around on the earth we're disconnected right sure and so the attempt i think that's what everybody's doing on different levels is like i'm here right. i'm real yeah. like am i real tell me i'm real right, like right, we right, all right, want right, to know right, that right, and right. we all i do it too i mean that's i think it's what we do as humans the great thing is is when we can really be present and see when other people say, yeah, I see you, ah, you're real. Sure. You are real. So I'm going to tell you right now, Pam, I see you oh, I see and you you're too. real. No, face. you're real. And Thank you're you. really helping people. And you know, the great, the greatest people in the world, those who have done the most good in the world, didn't live in five bedroom houses. <laughs> A lot yeah. of them didn't. That, that's, it, oh, that's not the thing that we remember about them. Right. It's the way they affected the people in the community. Well, and some of them aren't even known until, I mean, look at Emily Dickinson. Right. She had like two published poems during her life, and then posthumously she had over 500 poems published. Right. And it's like, and she's one of the most you know well-known American poetess of our time or whatever. And she lived lived in an attic right in massachusetts yeah and it was i've been there <laughs> yeah, i have cool. been there all yeah. those people knew each other walt whitman and emily they all yeah they lived oh, i was so beautiful where they lived out near concord and lexington and yeah it's beautiful yeah i'm a thorough fan all I, those guys guys yeah yeah been to been to the you went to his little cabin in the woods i've been to the cabin well, in the woods. Yeah. well the cabin doesn't exist anymore but the oh. pond is there yeah, yeah it's beautiful good stuff well this was incredibly helpful for me today i mean seriously i haven't thought about that 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 terrible high school junior high transition thing in a while it was tough because people didn't like me i applied i tried to be a cheerleader and i kept applying is the wrong word auditioning and i didn't make it for the freshman team or the junior varsity team but i did make it for varsity which was so funny so i became i was a cheerleader my junior and senior year so all the other right i know i was like i didn't make it the freshman or sophomore year but suddenly when i was a junior like i did it and then i I did it for two years and there was a time this guy's name was kenny oh god he was a mean little motherfucker he's one of the only black kids at school so i get it like if i was one of four black kids i would totally make fun of everybody also but they published in the school newspaper when the cheerleaders were announced for the following year. So it was my sophomore year and I was in driver's ed and this guy, Kenny was behind me. He was very tall and, uh, he looked at it and he goes, this is a joke, right? This is a joke newspaper. This is so funny. Cause it says that you're going to be a varsity cheerleader, which is obviously a joke. And he said it in front of like the whole oh class. And I was like, Nope, that's real. I'm a cheerleader next year. That's a thing. And he didn't kick him in the balls. No, I didn't. I was so embarrassed. I was like, Oh, And so, and then, then it was like, once I finally became a cheerleader, people were like, you just wanted to be a cheerleader so you could be popular, but we're not going to let you be popular anyways. And I was like, no, I became a cheerleader because I have a really loud voice and I'm a proficient dancer and I want to perform at the halftime games. And I like the little skirts. Like what? The outfits are cute. I, I like cheering. I've always been like a cheerleader type of person. Like, yay. And so, but I mean, it was high school. So. But, and but I guess that stuff leaves marks and scars. Totally. And like I mean, I remember, oh God, because I got really fat in high school. I gained 70 pounds. Wow. Yeah. My junior year of high school. When one year? What happened? Are you? What? I stopped doing drugs and smoking oh. cigarettes. Oh. Yeah. 
I didn't know. You I got healthy. Said, <laughs> I got healthy. And I became president of my senior class. Wow. As a matter of fact. When yeah. you were fat? When I was fat. What? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But wow. people were mean to me. When I got into college, I went to go to a party one time, and they said, oh, no, you can't come in. We don't allow fat girls. <sighs> right? So I wrote, a, I wrote an article. It was a turning point, because I went home, and I was like, I'm fat. I suck. And, um, and then I got mad. And I wrote an article about prejudice against fat people, and they published it in the, in the newspaper. And you know what? It's funny because I hung out with a lot of African-American. It was an African-American minority at the college I went to, and I hung out with a lot. My boyfriend was black. And, um, and I kind of studied the way that they moved through some of the bigoted sure. demographics at the school and, um, you know, like not being impervious to it. And, uh, and I really worked to take that on. And, you know, after that, if anybody said anything to me, I was on them like flypaper. Yeah. It totally changed after that. And now to this day, if anybody gives me shit, who are you talking to? You know, I'm like, what? Sure. You got yeah. something to say? Right. You got a problem? Yeah. You got a problem with that? You don't like my ass? Of course, my ass is really cute now. But <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> want to see? 70 no. pounds. But yeah. Yeah. But it really, um, yeah, I've had a whole interesting experience of being a skinny girl, fat girl, skinny girl. Yeah. There was a movie that they just recently had. It was on the Netflix and I can't remember what it was, but there was a scene in it where all the guys at this one fraternity, they had a party and they took a fat girl. And that was the whole party <gasps> was to see who could bring the cutest fat girl or whatever. And they, oh and so it, it was like a whole theme about it. And I just watched this movie and I was like, when are they going to say that this is bad? <laughs> like, when is there going to be some shaming about just, this behavior? Wasn't it just some movie about I'm so pretty. It was like some girl that supposedly is chubby and she thinks she's pretty. And then I, yeah, there's a new Netflix thing. It looks kind of creepy for me. She's, it's a, it's a series or whatever. And she's, she says that she's a loser or whatever. It's something like that. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, people are trying to be more body positive, but I, I don't know. It's at all. It body positivity has always been. It, it's a social construct that we are thrown into, and we have to sort of abide by it. And it's the same sort of thing as like makeup or right. the way that you dress or. Right. No, it's a whole. It's, it's all, all about how people perceive, perceive us yeah, the from the outside rather than the inside. So in spiritual psychology, we're all about the inside. So if you want a free session of spiritual psychology and have your life completely changed. I'm completely changed. Like today. You've completely changed me today. You can, I, the, um, the pickle dick is gone. <laughs> Sergio loves the pickle dick. Pickle dick is Sergio gone. It was the kidding. bad voice in my head yeah. that told me that the, I, pickle dick is gone. the disappointment. And, and you the, got the loving cat. I got the loving cat. That's it. I'm going to be dick. so interested to see what happens. So if you would like to have a free session of spiritual psychology, the requirement is that it goes and gets published online uh, we can do it anonymously but you can send me an email info at com. you can send me a text 415-672-4992 have a lovely week we'll look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Oh, your volume's down my volume is down Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 